Strike First Krav Maga. Boston's number one school for fighting and self-defense. StrikeFirstKM.com need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did? Do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient, nine Massachusetts locations, Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk, also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation, get legal, CanacareDocs.com. Welcome. Wow, that's loud. Herbie. Thanks. And I was just giving you the finger in front of like a young kid in here too. Like, <laughs> you already get me going, man. It's okay for me to rag on the commercial. It's not okay for you. I didn't come here to be made sport of by my producer. I might say. Sorry, I forgot. My name is Mike Crawford. I am fired up today. Believe me, so many levels, so much going on. Herbie really hasn't gotten it yet. He, I've been nice and friendly to him until that moment. So, Herb. Keep it going for yourself. Don't make me give you the finger one second before we're getting on the air in front of a child. I apologize, Mike. All right. Uh, <laughs> what's going on today, Bree? Oh, a lot, Mike. There's a lot <sighs> going on today. There is. Can we squeeze it all in? I hope so. Yeah. It's going to be a very full show today. And we, I mean, we got so much news. We're bursting. Number one, uh, we, did we talk about this? I think we did last week, baby, but I'm still excited about Mike Conley winning. Yes, we did. We did give him a round of applause. We and ourselves, we finally won one. Yeah, we've been pushing for candidates, and uh, nice to have one win now you and have, and have marijuana be a big issue. And we won a marijuana over someone who was totally reefer mad, who said opiates lead, lead uh, cannabis lead to opiates. That was his his reason not to support legalization. Uh, Rep Tim Toomey. He was defeated by our friend. He's been a, actually a guest co-host on the show, a ho, uh, guest on many times. I got to bring him to the Freedom Rally and, and mm -hmm. introduce him. I booked that. I, I got that in there for them, Mascan. And uh, he. it was great to see him speak at the Freedom Rally. That was amazing, too. I think it's so important As to a have winner. representatives up on stage, yeah. state representatives. And what Mike Conley said to me on uh, one of the times he came in, he said, Mike, you, you oh, I think he might even said it on the air, but I know he said this to me. He said, Mike, don't you want a rep that truly represents you? Like on this issue, the lead, and make it the leading issue, not not like some of the other reps, no. Mike Conley is uh, a guy. Now, we have a guy at the State House come January 1st, so January 3rd, whatever the date is, when he gets inaugurated or whatever they call it for state rep, when he gets brought into <laughs> office, all right? Making you, it very official. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, but uh, some other things we wanna talk about today. Yes, we have uh, some guests in the studio here today. We have a full house going on. Yeah, we're not going to bring them in, but we can say their names, right? Yeah, I think we can introduce them while they're here. Well, yeah, but not introduce them on mic, because they're all near mics. So I want to make sure they know. this. We're not going to bring you in yet, because we've got other things to talk about. But, uh, yeah, we have some people here. Yes. Um, so we have a few guests here who we are going to be talking about question two and charter schools with. Yeah. Uh, I have Shannon here. Is it Shannon and Suzette? 
Susanna. No, Susanna. Susanna. Sorry. Starrett. Sorry. Yeah. I screwed it up after you screwed oh it up. <laughs> Say it again. Susanna Starrett. Yes. All right. We got it right. Okay. And you, uh, uh, we asked her not to speak, but she had to correct us. So she's, she's good. She's batting a thousand right now. And she's like smiling and, and okay with it. Uh, so Susanna is uh, for the Charter School Initiative. We're going to talk to her in just a quick minute. Um, and maybe some, uh, you know, some uh, folks that are on the other side that are against this charter school. I primarily, uh, I'm hoping to get on the phone Chris Verone because he's my guy on this issue against it, and uh, my editor at Dig Boston, someone I respect, and uh, hopefully we can get him on the phone to talk about it as well today. Yeah, from both sides, you take your phone calls. Uh, we also have uh, Kamani. Yeah, so. get it right. Yeah, so <laughs> he's off my. He said I got it right. Uh, we didn't try the last name, so okay, we're, just, <laughs> we're halfway there. But we're going to bring him on as well on. today, uh, talk about cannabis stuff, because there's a lot going on with cannabis, uh, uh, legalization, uh, the edibles, the, the uh, misplaced edibles of yes, Kevin Sabat, yes. we're talking about that. The big uh, Fox 25 story that yeah, everybody's yeah. seen circulating talking about the online media. and on the news. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we'll be talking about that I'm now an alternate, and so a lot of my stories are going to come out there. That's my... Uh, my biggest outlet thus far I've been writing. It's awesome. I'm, I'm ha very happy about that. Congratulations, I want to thank uh, my partner on that, Chris Verone, especially for helping me get there. Uh, and knowing that more is coming. Like, we're just, everything we're doing is increasing. Even the show now, uh, you know, I will not be surprised if we're doing much better than we are next year because that's the way we, you know, have been going and it's the right direction. Uh, also, about the show, there's an announcement we're going to make today, right, Bree? Yes. Sure, if I screw up your name now, that's really... <laughs> we screw up all of the names, just even our own today. <laughs> it's a bad day for names. Yes. Uh, you know, as people, some people know, we had Lauren here almost a year. She was great. She was the co-host. Uh, some unexpected things happened with her. Unfortunately, uh, as some people know, she's uh, in the big house. She's in jail. And, uh, you know, she's got some serious charges against her. Uh I wish her the best. You know, some people have given me a hard time about not talking about it, what she did. Um, it's a friend, you know. You want to kind of keep it private, especially someone like her that I really do love that girl. I hope she, you know, that woman, she's a good person. Um, like a lot of people uh, sometimes, especially in younger days, go through bad times, and hopefully she comes out the other side much better. Uh, I will say non-violent uh, uh, drug offense, uh, not marijuana, something else, you know. So you, that gives you an indication of what we're looking at here, right? So can we just leave it at that? Like people have a hard time in life, and sometimes they come out of the dark tunnel, and sometimes they don't. And we wish her the best, and uh, she'll always have a place on the show uh, if she comes, you know, when she comes back. And Definitely. We hope that she uh, gets through all this <laughs> situation, right? Yes, yeah. no, for sure. I but think that news, awesome. though, because we had, we, you know, when that happened, we didn't know what we were going to do, frankly. You know, we were looking around, and we... we Tried some people out, and uh, you know, a lot of it's about availability. Number one, is, is someone going to be able to do it, to have the commitment, and really want to do it? And uh, once we had Bria, and it was just like, wow, it worked. And uh, so now you're, you are like, we're not calling you guest co-host anymore. You are the co-host now. Thank you, Mike. So you're the yeah, uh, permanent co-host, Brianna Morell. <laughs> some news there today yeah. too. Very cool for you. Yeah, I think, very hopefully. Exciting. Yeah, yep. it's not something that I, I saw myself doing um, radio or getting into talking more. Uh, I've always been very afraid of um, 
public speaking and being on a stage in any kind of sense. And so it's been a, a big step in getting over my anxiety. That sounds familiar. Of things. <laughs> I'm not afraid of it at all anymore, but I used to be petrified. Yeah. It's really intimidating. Um, and I'm I, like, even in social situations, I'm still pretty shy. People think I'm aloof or like, you know, too cool for school sometimes. But basically, I'm, I'm just the person that doesn't talk much outside of the radio. You know what I mean? I come from that kind of, you know. So, yeah, I, I think that happens to a lot of us, at, you know, in radio, which is funny. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm very happy to be here, though. Thank you for having me, Mike. And I really enjoy doing this. You're doing so. a great job. Yeah, I'm glad we you. found you. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Michael for for actually suggesting you. That was, uh, I was, you know, I wasn't sure either. But as soon as it just it works, you know when it works and it's working. So uh, we're the young jerks, and what else is? Uh, yeah. So why don't we go to uh, the debate? I think we should go to the debate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> school of choice. No, we're not. We call it school of choice. It's uh, the charter school debate. I guess is what we're calling it, right? Question two. Talking about question two, which yeah. is going to be... That's not the one for weed. <laughs> no, the two most popular questions, though, it seems that everybody's talking about are question two and question four. You don't really hear question one and question three being given uh, you know, a lot of... We originally ads, had a screwed up. We media. thought we, we like, uh, Susanna was intended to bring the question one campaign, I believe in, right? Yes. And we kind of blew them <laughs> off today, didn't we? Maybe we should have them off. If people are really interested in question one, it's about slots. I think it's going down to big defeat. I kind of I screwed up. Really I, maybe issue. I kind of blew them off today, and I'm, I'm sorry if I did that. That's um, okay. But we really want to talk about question two, and that's what I thought you were yeah, indicating on. I know that you uh, support question two as well, charter schools. Yes. And I hear this from a lot of moms. I'm even like uh, in the family, you know, an attorney in the family uh, she, who's a mom. Uh, her kids, you know, got great benefit out of charter schools, and I hear this often. So we figured uh, we would still have you on, hopefully, and talk about this charter school thing. Well, I'm very passionate about it, and I find that it's become um, more and more uh, part of my life, <laughs> my daily dialogue. So uh, I'm, I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. So why do you think uh, people should support Question Well, first off, I want to tell you, I really had no plan to be so passionate about this and to advocate for it. Um, it. Just when I saw all the rhetoric out there, all the information, I couldn't believe the lies, or at least the ones... They weren't not my. They were not my experience with a charter school. Many, many things. Um, so I, I had to what step up. What kind of lies? Because that's what I. Well, hate. That they I hate they when... don't take special education. They don't have uh, Spanish uh, ELL. How does a special learners. ed work? Um, well, my son attends a, a charter school, a middle school. Um, there are 50, over fifty percent, including my son. Um, they have an IEP. Uh, my I begged for an IEP several for six years. We went to the charter school, they listened to me, and they gave him one. And I'm thrilled. <laughs> um, he really had some struggling with math, and now he's, he's thriving. And I think the most important thing is that that's a big misconception. They do wholly support um, IEPs. That's an individual education plan, yeah, I believe. I it's like a state-sponsored kind of thing where they and get I know my mom fought for my brother to get in the, in the public schools. She had some issues, too, and uh, she had to go outside doctors and get, yep. you know, doc, you know talking about personal stuff, but I mean, I, I've seen that happen on a family basis myself, so. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's not true. I mean, my, my son's a, a walking, living example. He's here today. Um, he, he has a great IEP. They did a whole workup for him, and it turns out he has spatial issues with his eyes. Who knew? So he has trouble with graphs and things like that. So he has special accommodations. Um, he gets extra help every single day. So I, I can't be happier. Um, also, the 
they're, it's 90% Title I, meaning people are at the poverty, uh, at or just above the poverty level. They receive free lunches. That's 90%. Um, we make, um, they've done programs where we make backpacks for weekends where we can give kids to take home so they have food. Uh, one, in, one in five kids at least uh, do not eat on the weekends if they don't get that. What, but what, what about the other you know, part of it where I think Bree and I have major concerns about mm-hmm. this initiative is uh, kids that get shut out, the kids that don't get into well, a charter understand. school that are left behind in public schools that are getting less funding because kids are going to charter schools. And that is a documented fact. And that's a lie on the other side, on your side. I, I hear it repeated, oh, they get 75% per pupil every year and this amount. They get almost all the money back. They don't miss anything. They don't have to teach a kid. They still get paid. And it's like, no, that's a lie because that fund, there is no money in that fund. It was legislated to be that way, but they don't actually get, they get pennies on the dollar. So they, what, Mike, they are losing money. I got to tell you, I pay taxes too. A lot of charter school parents pay taxes, okay? And that money does, it, it follows the kid, not the school. So, and not only that. What about the that, kids left behind in the schools, though, when they're losing Well, it's a role. lottery like any other school. In fact, next year, um, at least my son's charter school will be on that list of BPS schools that they can choose from, right, through BPS. That's a big thing. And granted, it's not for everybody. I understand that. But it really works for us. Um, from what I understand, they get reimbursed. Uh, what is it? 100% the first year, 25 in year two to six. Um, so it's but a total that, that of 225%. Does it have any money in it? Like that fund, they they supposedly are going to get that, but they haven't gotten it. Like the legislature has not funded that pot of money, so they're not getting it. It's like that's the re- that's the real. When you look into it, that's the real fact. But that's kind of strange because BPS has a a, a set budget, okay? And actually, it's been an increased. 25% over the past four years. So I don't know what they're doing with their money. Well, you know what's going on. The union uh, the contracts go up every year, and uh, the health insurance well, costs yes. have gone through the friggin' roof. And I wonder if they pay as, uh, if, if, if charter schools pay for as many benefits, including health insurance. I, I, I bet there's a lot more part-time workers working at the charter schools uh, not getting any uh, health care. I, I would almost, you know. I don't know about that, I have you know, to say. I, a, I would bet that. Compared to the, I mean, you know, something that's been around longer. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I think this is a tough issue. I'm glad you came on. I, I, I really uh, I do appreciate you weighing in. Uh, your son here, too, is, like, brilliant. He's a nice kid. Uh, what, say your name? Parker. 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 I, see, I have a ta- See, I had a speech impediment. I had an IEP. I, I went through all that crap when I was a kid. And it helped, too, uh, special ed. Uh, I still do. I, I just can't say the R as Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I could go Parker. He's used to that's it. how I, that's how I made up for it. I talked. I did the bub talk as we called it in Byfield. But uh, you, so, what do you think? What's your viewpoint? Did you originally go to a public school and go to then go to a charter school? How did that work out for you? I've been to everything. I've been to public school, private school, and charter school, and the public schools. They, I think, the unions had too much of an effect over them. There's um, teacher who um, I don't know exactly what she did. But she did something that would normally get you fired in a charter school, and she's still there because of the unions. And so and she smacked she, a kid, <laughs> and she's still there. Sorry, <laughs> but it's—I mean, that's a whole other thing. But it's, I think unions are good, though. I mean, I wish we had more union jobs. I love unions. I think that uh, workers get exploited a lot. So I think question, the unions are best in in, in 
job forces that uh, get exploited the most. Unions are great, but there is definitely a case in you know, what Parker's bringing up with uh, specifically with teachers unions, I think across America, there's a very valid point that teachers unions have been found to yeah. protect teachers that have been uh, negligent or otherwise like abusive towards students. Um, you know, speaking down to students, uh, just all sorts of different things that they should be. Well, I, I, I don't know. I think there's a fine line too, because I think that uh, ultimately, there's. Uh, I know I was a high school teacher, uh, wrestling coach too. You you have to get licensed. If you if you do something wrong, like you know, I think sometimes the, uh, you know, I, we don't know the situation. We're we're hearing from her. Some going get slapped. I mean, who knows what right. really happened? Did did exactly. anyone get arrested? I mean, once someone gets arrested. Uh, that license is going to get pulled in most cases, you know, especially if it's violence against a kid. So, right. I mean, I, I think there's there's uh, definitely protections there. I'm not concerned so much there. Well, I think the unions are great, but my point is, who's who's servicing the kids? Who's who's promoting that? Who's the union for the kids? That's why I'm fighting for it mm-hmm. because I just see how good it is. I see these kids, you know, and, and I live in East Boston, so it's it's you know it's heavily Hispanic. Uh, my son is half Colombian, so there's. It's just who's fighting for them, you know. And that's well, is, why it the, I'm is here. it the corporations though that are funding this? Which well, I mean, that, that's another concern this, of ours. Is the corporations that, fund also public schools? I was the parent. They're not funding. They're not funding the opposition. School. The unions. Uh, the real money uh, against this uh, charter school. Looks like that. It's, I don't see any corporations funding uh, the fight against it. I see the no. funding. The corporations are funding your side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are the corporations for the kids? Uh, well, I can so tell you the, the same unions. major, the, the biggest funder of his pr- charter school also funds BPS. I actually worked for as a parent coordinator at a BPS school, and my checks were signed by that same foundation. That is the most major contributor to his uh, his charter school. So I think they're so involved. So you are saying the foundations and the corporations are for the, uh, for the kids, is what you're saying? Well, I don't know if they're for the kids. They want they want to invest in a good thing, and they want to see results. They're not seeing results with BPS. They're just not. Well, I think where, where you said invest, they want to invest in something that's going to return profitably. Mm-hmm. And it's been seen that charter schools are a huge industry for investors, for real estate. And should education um, uh, that we're paying for be a private Privatized industry. industry. Yeah, that's a question. Or treated like a privatized. You say industry. yes. <laughs> yes. He says it very. Yeah, but they I also like fund how, BPS. I, yeah. you know, that that's a thing. That's my point. I yeah, but that's changing point. the subject. I mean, they, 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 it's pennies on a dollar, in my opinion, I'm guessing. And, 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 and beyond, like, Boston public schools. Maybe it's larger in Boston public schools because there's Boston. It's a major city. But I'm talking about across the Commonwealth. The corporations are not funding a lot. You go to Lawrence. Are they funding the, the schools there? Are they funding the schools in Brockton? Are they funding them in Pittsfield? Well, guess what? Lemons, oh. No, they're not. They're not. I tell you right now. Uh, Citibank is not funding the schools in Fitchburg. They're not out in Worcester. They're not there. And, and, you know, GE comes in, they, you know, this is another subject, but I, this is, we're talking about corporate money. And, mm-hmm. and this is a real concern of ours. I mean, I think I it's can a understand concern. that, of course. And I see your side, too. Like, you know, f- for a while, I'm all about charter schools. Uh, I've just kind of been swayed, I guess, to the other side. Yeah. You know, and it, well, I'm being honest. I, I have to be. I, I respect that you guys are here. And I, I'm sure it did help you guys. I mean, I'm convinced of it. And that's a lot of times why. Uh, a lot of what we do is we uh, go on our life experiences. That's why a lot of us mm-hmm. are pro cannabis. It's not because of we something we read in it originally or something we saw on TV. No, we we live the experience, and I understand that you guys are living in a uh, different. Well, think about this though: eighty percent of his school is Hispanic. They're all they're Title One. They're uh, they're not supposed to do well. But guess what? By eighth grade, these kids beat the pants off of Wellesley and Newton. 
That's what that I is, want. That's, that's convincing. What's wrong with that? Who, I don't care who's funding it. But the issue I have is, like, it's, I always look at the, it, it sounds good, but what's the present situation? And, and I still worry about the kids getting left behind. It's like, it, it's almost too bad that we couldn't just start over from scratch. You know what I'm saying? I wish BPS would listen and learn from what the charters are yeah. doing. When he was in at the public school, I asked for, he's very smart when it comes to reading and writing. I asked for advanced help and the principal's like, I can't even ask the teacher because of the union. I'm like, really? So we left and went to private where he could get that. I so didn't get it there. You got, well, you got the extra math there for sure. You got I got help reading. there a little bit, a little bit, but. It was better than what we were getting. But now, this, what I get now is far superior. Yeah, six six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the phone number if you want to call in. Uh, we're the Young Jerks. My name is Mike Crawford. I am Rihanna Morrell. And uh, she's the co-host. She's official now. <laughs> she's permanent. She's perm. She's no longer a substitute. We're talking about teachers, right? I was a substitute teacher. You know what that's like? I wouldn't want to know what that's oh my like. God, <laughs> nightmare. Fifteen-year-old girls that want to be your boyfriend? Uh, no. Uh, boys that want to fight you? Oh no! <laughs> like that is what you had to deal with on a daily. Being a young substitute, right? Especially one that went to high school with their brothers and sisters. Oh man, that's when I was. That's what I was doing. Public school, man. Especially I was the wrestling coach. There's always those kids that like you know. I could take you. No, you can't. Don't even try it. You know what I mean? It's like come on. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. Talking the real about school teaching. You know what I didn't like about school teaching is the teacher uh, lunchroom. Oh, depressing place, man. Mm. Really. You know what I did love is coaching wrestling. Uh, that, when the uh, there's something to be said too, like for your side again, uh, when the kids want to be there. On the wrestling team, a kid had to want to be there because you weren't going through all the bull BS that we put you through. You know, unless you want to be there. And I think that's uh, when a lot of the best education comes. Like, you know, you look at music bands and social clubs and all this other stuff. I think that's like a real good part of the education. I also wonder, again, uh, about charter schools. Are they shortchanging some of that? You know, there's not the high school teams. and They have them. Yeah. yeah. They do? Yeah. Yeah. They, you got a wrestling team? You might convince well, me I don't now. know about wrestling. But <laughs> Not a wrestling team, but we did have a wrestling See, this is team. my problem. I, I couldn't go there. Well, they had basketball. The kids that want to wrestle get shot out. <laughs> there was wrestling, though. It just wasn't a team, but you could definitely compete. They gave you opportunities to compete. At oh, really? Places. That works. Took them to a boxing you, It's school. an individual sport. Yeah, so we right? went to a boxing gym. Boxing. School trip. Oh, nice. Well, I think, but then the hard thing specifically with question two, um, like another side of it, you know, we've talked about how... Uh, the, the money, you know, a lot of people have problems with the money as well as children getting left behind. That's another fear. Um, but I think it's also specifically with this question, it's allowing for um, what looks like unlimited or any kind of limits put on the expansion of charter schools. Just go forever. They're allowed to keep, uh, it's 12 schools per year, correct? That they're allowed to keep sure. charter schools? I'm not sure. I might be wrong, but I thought it was 12. 12 altogether. charter schools per They had year. originally set it for 30, but then it got taken back, I believe. I'm yes, not sure it says here, okay, the board may approve up to 12 additional Commonwealth charters, Commonwealth charter amendments to increase uh, per year. Oh, so they could do it per year. It yeah, be up 12 to them. per year, up to them. Um, I didn't know that. So I think that's specifically to me what seems to be the most concern is that it's 12 per year, so there's no gap on it or cap on it. Um, and also with the ads that they're running that are pro-charter schools, uh, I've seen or heard them say that uh, 
it's increasing funding to the public school budget or that it's increasing funding to the education budget. And I don't see anywhere in question two where it is increasing funding. Yeah, that, that's what- So they're I, getting paid I, for my kid not to be there. But that's not they're increasing not, funding to the they're public not education that. It turns budget. out from what I hear, they're not funding that pool of money. Uh, and that's what the experts said. The fact checkers are a major media in Boston, so I'm not the only one. I'm, I'm just repeating what they said. Um, I'd also, uh, you know, I'd love to talk to Farone later and find out his viewpoint because I think he's got a lot to say on this. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. We're the young jerks. Can you hang out, Susanna, and we'll yeah. discuss this more? Yeah, definitely. Sure. All right. Well, why don't you take a quick break and try to get uh, Chris Farone on the line? I think that would be great. Yeah, to have some. Have him in. weigh in on some of this too. Yeah, we're the young jerks. We'll be talking about weed today too, all we, like we always do, right? Yeah, we'll be talking about cannabis with Kamani. Do you like when I say weed? Is that why you're like, we'll be talking about cannabis? I'm going to say well, appropriate. I, think I don't want to piss off everyone like Mike does. You were the funniest when we had the protest and you were yelling, what about a weed goddess? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't, there, well, we didn't even play it too. Goddess. Now we got to go to the promo too. We never even did it. Uh, I forgot all about that. Thank you for bringing that up because now yeah. it's bringing up uh, Maya Walsh and then the other guy I've been going after for months and months and months. Who's the other guy? Oh, uh, John Carmichael. No, right? well, him too. But No, the governor. Oh, oh governor. Yeah. Governor okay. Baker. I uh, oh, yeah, asked him a question call. on Boston Public Radio, WGBH, the big show with Jim and Marjorie at uh, noon. Asked the governor at noon. Everyone's listening. A lot of people heard it. Uh, they were, yeah, I got a comment right away, Mike from Marblehead. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they put you up, and uh, I think the governor knew me. I think, like, he, because I've gone after him a bunch of times, the voice, Mike, you know, and I immediately went after him on our thing, which was, I was like, you'll hear it. Let's, let's play the clip. It's basically me asking the government, governor a simple, a really a yes or no question, and him not answering, him going into campaign mode and just wanting to talk about one thing and not answer my question. And then the host, uh, you know, I, don't, I think the producer is the one who dropped me, but they basically dropped me right away. So I didn't get a second comment on his not answering my question. The host, they, they try to ask some more questions of him, but they didn't actually put him on the spot about not answering my question, which was a very simple question. Uh, and the question is, what was the question? Do you know the question? No? I don't know your uh, exact the question. <laughs> the question's an easy one. It's, uh, it's w which do you think is safer, cannabis or alcohol, Governor? We've seen you drink beers. Uh, we'll go, we'll, let's go to the clip. I can put it up, Herb. This is it. From Same w magic wand. Would, would you raise only money in state? And put myself at a distinct disadvantage relative to whoever it is I'm competing against? Why would I, I, mean, why would I do that? Well, I, mean, look, like, I will say this. You know, I've been very proud of the fact that uh, we have about 40,000 donors, and virtually all of them are from Massachusetts. We're going to take a break. When we come back, tons of phone calls. We've been a little short on the phone call. Thank all right, here it comes. With us to Herbie started a little early. It's going to come right here, right now. All right? <laughs> it's good, Herb. We got it. Welcome back to Boston Public Radio. I am Jim Browdy. She is Mardrigan. More importantly, to 1 o'clock. Well, he is actually going to be the governor after 1 o'clock, but he's not going to be the governor here until uh, 1 o'clock. They're laughing because one of the people in the room said something inappropriate and uh, luckily you, did not go out on the air. Uh, we're going to take a lot of calls because Marjorie's spoken too much. Let's go to Mike in Marblehead. You are on with Governor uh, uh, Charlie Baker. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. Hi, Governor. Hey, Mike. Just wanted to... Uh ask you a question, and, and based on uh, some of your records, you 
have taken contributions I've seen from alcohol distributors. You campaign drinking a beer, you know, for governor. Uh, there's a bunch of pictures out there. You drink beer. Um, and you've done some things for, you know, alcohol distributors, which I'm not against. But I think I that, know where I, you're going, Mike. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, I think you do. You think alcohol is safer than cannabis. I think the... Uh, I, I think I think the following. I think the edible possibilities and the corporatization of marijuana distribution at a retail level will be extraordinarily difficult for anybody to control or manage. And I supported medical marijuana. I supported the decriminalization of marijuana. No one in Massachusetts um, is going to get arrested for smoking a joint in the Commonwealth. But I worry tremendously about um, what could happen. I, and I think Colorado and Washington, to some extent, are starting to prove this out. Um, if we bring a billion-dollar industry in here that makes all kinds of products that look exactly like non-THC products and start selling them here. I think there's real consequences, especially um, for younger people. And I think, and I think look, I... I think uh, I understand where you guys are coming from, and uh, and I respect your position. Um, but I think you guys think we overemphasize the downside of some of this, um, and I think you under I think you underemphasize just what's going to happen here. Mike, thanks for the call. Last night I uh, I uh, am moderated a debate at the Kennedy Institute. How was that? Right? I mean, that was. Uh, did he answer the question? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> did he mention alcohol once? Did he say alcohol was safer? Nope. No. No. Pretty he lame. did not want to address yeah. the fact that you were calling him out on yeah. his donations yeah. or his, his beer drinking. No interest. <laughs> and the host let him go. I mean, they, they went to some other stuff about marijuana. They uh, We did cut them off right there, Herbie. I wanted to actually let it run a little longer, but that was fine. You know what? It's like, who cares? You know? It's just, it just, he didn't answer. He won't answer. It just shows the how powerful our message is. They won't answer it. And I think he's totally harping on to things that are fears of some of uh, people within the cannabis community as well. You know, he talks about the corporatization of marijuana. Right. That's totally a fear that right. a lot of people in the community have. And so he's saying these things that seem legitimate, but it doesn't seem like he's coming from a legitimate place with all. these concerns. Not at all. So while uh, we're the Young Jerks, we're every Saturday at 6 p.m. That was myself asking uh, the governor of Massachusetts, uh, is cannabis safer than alcohol um, on WGBH radio? And him refusing to answer. That, that's really what that was. It's a yes or no question. Cannabis or alcohol, which is safer, buddy? No answer. No, I mean, that, no. what a, hip, a hypocrite. Like, what a, what a, and they let him get away with it. The Boston media lets them get away with that. I don't, I mean... They won't even let, make them answer. They just let them go, you know. But uh, we're, we're also in the, uh, having a debate here where you know, we let it both sides go. We love to have the opposition on. Uh, we're, I think Bree and I, I mean, we have no agenda here. We're not like, we don't know anything really about this. We're, I'm, we're almost novices coming, but we have life experiences, and we're trying to study up on it because it's a big issue now. People are concerned about this. And we saw it even in the vote with uh, our friend Leland Chung, who I was supporting, uh, he got beat on this issue uh, bad by Pat Jalen, and this is a big issue. I think it's, because of the charter schools, yeah. it was because of his uh, his support of them the and, funding and the that private he was funding getting he was too. getting. That became a big issue. Receiving funding um, from so we're we're talking about the charter school, the uh, initiative uh, question two, and Bree and I are pretty much against it at this point. Um, we our guest is is for it, 
in support. Uh, we have two guests actually. Her son is also in support of it. So this is we we let both sides go. We're gonna take a quick break and try to get Chris Farone, who's totally against this, I believe, <laughs> who's a very strong personality, and we'll let them go at it. Maybe we'll we'll play the middlemen on it. Maybe we'll let them. We'll Mom try writers. to be like Chris. You're talking to a mom. Don't destroy her. She's not a corporatist. <laughs> Believe me. 617-500-7100. If you want to call in and weigh in, too, we'll take a quick break and see if we can get the man on the phone. Chris Verone. We'll be right back with the Young Jerks. Can Care Docs. Compassionate, compliant, confidential. We're the Young Jerks, and we're right back. We don't even let the song finish when we get someone on special on the phone. Do we? You're too excited. No, I'm like, I got the man on the phone. I got Chris Ferrone, my editor at Dick Boston, my my man. He does everything. Uh, he helps me out like no one else. Uh, and he's totally against question two. Am I right, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm against the cap. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm who they call, by the way. I'm not, I'm not that important, but I appreciate the... Uh, I can listen to the rest of the song. Uh, <laughs> for what it's worth. But yeah, I mean, I'm the, I'm the guy to call. And, uh, you know... It's not a it's not a new thing, and I of course respect you know parents who are who are looking for a uh, for a good education for their for their children. But I've definitely I just want uh, listeners to know this isn't exactly something I started writing about last week. I've been writing about charter schools and uh, and a lot of the corporate ties and a lot of the the money in charter schools for you know for half a decade now. And and tell us about the money. How much money is uh, coming into Massachusetts right now to support this initiative? Well, the thing is, you know, I don't really, it's not just that money. That's not just the money I'm talking about. You know, I really like to, um, and and not just to pander, not, not just out of respect for all parents, but really I kind of have a different baseline for my discussion about not, you know, question two and charter schools. And it's that, you know, the conversation we're having and when we talk about what schools are failing and what schools are succeeding, and there's really a loaded deck. You know, I, I volunteer in a couple Boston public schools that, you know, really have very, I volunteer in one school that doesn't even have enough computers that when they take the park exam, um, when they take the park exam, they actually, a lot of the students at this particular school have to take it by hand. Uh, whereas, you know, this is something that wouldn't even be conceived at a charter school that's nearby. Uh, and then what happens is they, you know, these are the schools that keep getting downgraded. These are the schools that, um, that continue to fail. And we wonder why. Well, because in many, in many instances, the uh, administrators who are very friendly to the charter movement um, are the ones who are kind of choking them, choking these schools of resources. And then what we see is, you know, of course, charter advocates always telling us how much better their schools are, but of course they are. Um, you know, we, we often hear there's not enough, uh, th- that there is enough money, that they don't need more money. Well, I challenge anybody who argues that Boston public schools in particular, uh, that many of them don't need more money to show up at them, to go to them. And to talk to teachers, uh, it's not a myth that teachers come out of their own pocket to uh, to get a lot of basic school supplies every year. That's, In fact, the Bay State Banner just did some great coverage of it. That's very true. Uh, I mean, uh, we have Susanna. She was just saying that they have enough money that they're, they're um, caught. They go up. Their budget went up 25 percent. What do you say to what well, Chris just said, Suzanne? I used to actually be the parent coordinator at a Boston public school and a foundation paid my paycheck every week for it. Um, so I know that some schools have money. Uh, my son's school had money. Um, it just, uh, I do know Boston Public Schools. I'm not just, you know, saying they're bad. We, I had my challenges. We left them, went to private, and then we went to charter. Um, 
By the way, my son does not use a computer for the park test. <laughs> they didn't have them this year. So um, just so you know. But it just, you know, I just wanted, you know, I, I don't understand how you say that we're taking money away from the schools when we pay taxes too. Charter school families and their advocates pay taxes. Why can't I get the best education for my kid? Why do I have to settle for less? We've been waiting. I, he's in seventh grade. He started in K-1. How many more years? Do my nieces and nephews have to wait? How long do they have to wait? I, I just, when is it gonna be okay? Or can we just grab, can we do this and, and get ahead and succeed? What is a parent supposed to do? But then what would you say to the other parents who don't have the benefit of sending their kids to charter schools? You know, I think what Chris is bringing up is uh, you'll see a charter school in the same neighborhood and a public school close by that is severely lacking in funds. Well, they can apply like everybody else. It's a lottery. But that's not a quality for all students. And then when you're looking specifically at a question that's going to be legislation that affects all people, shouldn't it be fair for everyone? Well, how is it not fair if everyone has the opportunity to apply? And not everyone does have the opportunity. Some kids' parents do won't apply. Uh, and we know I, this. I mean, that's, that, that, I, I disagree. Know. It's some next kids, year it'll be some on kids the are going to some kids' parents are going to be like the charter school's too far away. There's no public bus. You know what I mean? The bus takes them. No. I mean, well, it, here's the thing: is that you know, I, I and and. Uh, I'm gonna even I'm gonna even give a little bit more than I usually do, which is to say that um, I really do wish that a lot of the great ideas that came out of charter schools in the past 20 years. You know, this is Massachusetts. This is uh, ground zero. This is where it all happened first. And of all the uh, so many great charter school experiments, a lot of them happened here. Yes. And we didn't see it. Uh, we didn't see them replicated. We didn't see them carried over. Um, actually, let me just back up for one second. As for the art, I know that a lot of people wish that the charter schools weren't draining money from the traditional public school system, but it's, it's just not the case. Um, I actually am fairly conservative on this issue in that, and, and some teachers, uh, uh, union teachers, listen, principals especially, not, uh, not union principals, principals in particular will uh, hate me for saying this, but I actually, I think that the charter, um, I don't even think that um, traditional schools should be reimbursed as much as they are you know, when they are fully reimbursed, uh, the way that it works right now. I think, you know, maybe a couple of years. Um, with that said, it's just a fact, you know, that a lot of this money uh, that does go to charter schools would be going toward, you know, the, the greater good, if you will. Um, at the same time, on the other hand, I, I really do wish that more of the experiments got carried out. Although, you know, we've seen unions budge a little bit now. Uh, and, you know, I know my rhetoric right now does not match kind of the fire that I put on the page. And a lot of that is really contempt for the people who are really running this movement. And I really hate to see, um, uh, you know, parents who just want the best for their individual child uh, get co-opted by it. But, you know, it's pretty simple. I know there's a lot of money on both sides of this uh, ballot question right now. Uh, but whose money is that? You know, people always, it, it's, I, I kind of, I hate to yell false equivalency, but to me it is a false equivalency right. when we're talking about when we talk about union money, yep. that's yeah, it's workers. union money. Workers, that's, that's workers' what, yeah. money. Who does who does a union represent? Workers. Real people. They, they workers. represent the okay, teachers. So, that's right. And Not the who's kids, the other the side teachers. of that? You know, I I know that it's and very. Who's the other side is the corporations, uh, major, big. Major, I don't want to. I don't want to condescend to people who are you know pro charter expansion. Um, I because I, I don't think it's a difficult thing to understand. I think they maybe some people don't want to believe that it is Wall Street, and that is people who profit off schools and or are looking to profit off of schools in the future that are investing in charter schools and that are backing this initiative 
But it, this is a fact. You know, even the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times, conservative publications have written extensively over the past two years in particular about these summits that are actually egregiously titled, you know, how to profit off of schools, how to invest in public schools. Are you talking about Massachusetts um, or, or nationally? These, these sorts of things wouldn't have even been possible a couple, uh, 10 years ago. That kind of rhetoric, uh, that kind of just blatant profiteering would never have been public. Uh, but now it's just right in the, in the open. Anybody can uh, read about it. All they have to do is Google. So as a parent, I'm supposed to, for, for every school in my kid's district is failing. Every one of them. High school, middle school, elementary. Everyone. What am I supposed to do? What are people supposed to do? I have six little nephews and nieces and one on the way. What, they have to go to failing schools because Boston Public Schools can't get their act together? Come on. Not right. I'll tell, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do the best for your kid. And when it comes to a larger situation like this, step back and really give a damn about what's better for all the kids in this state for the years to come. I think more charters. I, totally, That's what I, I have think. a kid. I have a kid now. And you bet that if the best opportunity is a charter school, I will put my child in a charter right. school. And I'll, I'll admit it. And we're not denying but that. I'm, I mean, not I, going, I'm not going to trans. I am not going to uh, try to extrapolate that experience to what should be happening in the political Absolutely. atmosphere across the base state. Right. I just want what's and, best for my and, and I'm not pandering when I say I respect you. I really do get it. But that doesn't mean if we have more charters, there'll be more parents who are in right. tough situations. Right, right. And, and, and that's, no other that's, way about that's it. Where, that's I think Chris, it Chris is saying politically, I'm with Chris. I care about not just your kid. And not just my kid. I care about every freaking kid. So do kid. I. That's why I. Work no, I didn't hear you room. say that. I heard you I say. I, I heard you say I care about my kid, and, and my that's valid. Kid. That's your immediate concern. But when we look at this, we look at the bigger. Oh, like, I'm looking the, at all the kids. I'm the one fighting for the kids. I'm so. not fighting for the teachers' union. I'm fighting for the kids. <laughs> Come on. All right. I think we had a great debate. I want to thank Chris Verone for <laughs> calling in. You're the. You're the I, 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 say wanna, I also want to apologize. I want to apologize to your other guest because I couldn't hear her as well as I would have liked to. Uh, and I hope I. Uh, I hope I engaged uh, responsibly. But uh, I really do mean that. Uh, I hope the best. You know. I hope you have the best possible outcomes. And hey, it's a good old fashioned debate. But I do apologize if I didn't. No, you you were good. Her, uh, I, I heard everything her, you said. I, 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 think I heard. I heard a few things. I, I was able to hear a few things, and I tried to respond to those. Otherwise, I do appreciate the opportunity to everyone. Thank you, Chris. I'm gonna give. We want to give Thanks. you a round of applause. Thank you, Farrell. Thanks, fam. Peace. Peace. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. That's Chris Farone, uh from Dig Boston, the the uh, news feature editor. He's also uh, running Boston Institute of Nonprofit Journalism. You talked about corporate media. He's doing the nonprofit journalism. I, I, are we in the corporate media now, too, No, Suzette? I said corporate weed. Oh, corporate weed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Charlie Baker's thing. We're talking a lot about corporations today, I guess. <laughs> are we in the corporate media yet, Brianna? I don't think we can say that, no. Mike. <laughs> we're, we're, trying to get in, we're trying to get into the independent corporate media. means we'll do it ourselves, right? Exactly. Yeah. Self-funded. We're getting closer. I'm ready to shove some, down some stuff down some people's throats with some of the things that I have in mind lately. <laughs> like, seriously, like, taking it to the next. So some of the sponsors that we get that will shock people. It will start, because we're going we're gonna to take a break, and we're going to go to some of the conspiracy theories out there in the weed universe from, I think, a, you know, people who are good people, but uh, 
doing crazy stuff for no reason. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And I call it out. Maybe I went over the line calling someone out who's a friend of ours. But, you know, I get frustrated just like everyone else. And, and sometimes you have to call it out because you have to put the bear on. Like, you're being criticized. You're criticizing uh, the Mass Patient Advocacy Alliance. I saw it. We all saw it. Uh, the number Everyone one group. in the community saw it. And, and you don't want to take the criticism back from me? <laughs> if you want to be, if you want to say it's fair to criticize them, I'm fair to call it out, number one, that it's false and unwarranted. And I'm also fair to criticize you, aren't I not? Even though I'm kind of apologizing for it, but we're going to get into that today. Definitely, right? I think it'll be a hot topic that people in the community will want to listen to. I love MPA. Yeah, 617 <laughs> We're going to bring on Kamani, too. He's been talking off mic. I don't know if you heard him yet, but uh, we'll bring him on. He's very ready he to go. He just said that he loves MPA. Yeah. That's yeah. And Rhodes Pierre, who uh, he finally messaged me, like, you know, for once. He's not messaging. Well, yeah, he's messaging everyone else still, but he's messaging me now. Wow. I'm so honored. Uh, that he's running light and that his car broke down and that he's found a ride and he's on the way in and I think he might even be in the building and I think there's a, uh, who's a is there a woman over here with him? This is a, a new girl or an old girl? I don't know. He's, he's he, he, you never know with him. And he's just emceed the, uh, the second stage of the Freedom Rally. He's even in a draft of a story I wrote. I don't know if it'll get cut out but his name's in there. Like, I even wrote something good about him. It's unbelievable. He did a good job, I guess, at the Boston Freedom Rally last weekend. He was great on the stage. I went over and I checked him out for a little bit. He was doing... Did he give us any props to talk about the Young Jerks? Uh, when I was over there, I didn't hear anything. Nothing? There was no mention. Oh, he's not coming <laughs> he on then. He's late. We got too now. many guests. You, you can't get on today, Rhodes. I don't know. 617 We're going to take a quick, quick break and definitely come back with Kamani. And uh, we'll see if we let Rhodes on the air today. We'll be right back. In Massachusetts, a DUI can cost you more than just your license. I'm attorney John Seed, former Boston DUI prosecutor specializing in drunk driving defense. Don't let a DUI destroy your life. Call me, John Seed, today. 617-254-8000. Visit johnseedlaw.com. back live at the young jerks on wemf radio hello everybody i am brianna morrell and here is mike crawford and we have a full house we have Rhodes here today too. yeah he's back <laughs> what's up dude good evening everyone how's everyone doing great great good awesome I, 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 i'm looking at you like what I'm, I'm what are you excited. pulling out i'm you, excited you, to be here mc you take over the show oh, well, how's everyone doing yeah, he's getting very comfortable. <laughs> right? A little bit. Yeah. I was, just trying, to be, I was yeah. just trying to be natural. He's a big st Are you a big star now? No, uh, no but I did feel, um, uh, I don't know, I, I felt a little, I don't know. I just felt it was a fun time. It was a good time. I hosted a rally once. Yeah. It was cool. The main you know stage. I mean? Yeah. But fun. I wasn't like planned. It just happened. Oh, cool. Yeah, it it's wasn't cool. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I had like five other jobs to do that day. I was just like, oh. No plan. Imagine uh, doing a rally with no plan. Like, you don't even know what. What's, who, well, actually, I did know because I think I booked most of it, but. Uh, <laughs> but still. Yeah, yeah. No, the dude I don't even think that. I had a voice, actually. My voice was gone. 617 But you did good. You had a better day than I did doing it? Uh, I, I guess so because it was planned and uh, um, 
and but I did lose my voice by the end of the day as oh, well. Oh, it's yeah, done. It, it is. It this was, is the it was first fun. rally I haven't lost my voice. I had a great rally, especially my speech the first day. It went over very well. First time I ever gave a good speech at the rally, I'm convinced of it. Second day, yeah. <laughs> kind of back to normal but hey i had mike conley there so i brought up mike conley and wbz radio was there and i brought them over to talk to conley and they recorded a bit of his speech and put it right on the radio uh number one news station in boston uh so that was amazing uh to be at the freedom rally and then Bree and i got to do something up on the hill with some some real people i call them that you know there's a lot of people there for uh i don't know celebrity photos with red man and meth man which is fine you know whatever but the hill was where the real people were. Yeah. Like yeah, that the education, education village. village. That was yeah. great. That's where that the was activists awesome. were. And we have uh, Kamani. Uh, say your uh, last name for us. Jefferson. That's, it's just oh, it's very easy. simple. Come, why did I think it was hard? Kamani <laughs> like, Jefferson. Like the show. Cool. So welcome to the show. <laughs> yes, thanks for having me. And tell us about you. What You, you have a background in some different um, things. Yeah, I'm doing a couple things. I co-founded the Cannabis Cultural Association. We are a not-for-profit uh, promoting <coughs> diversity in the legal cannabis space. You know, there's... There's a certain demographic who are making a world Diversity is black people, gay people, <laughs> yeah, uh, Hispanic yeah. people. Marginalized communities people all around. Yeah, just, Not the rich white guys that we usually expect. I, hey, I didn't say all that. I did. <laughs> and not, not, there's nothing wrong. I'm a white guy. And, you know, I'm not rich, but I have been a little bit. No, moderately a little cash, but not rich. But... There, I mean, I know some guys who with the mega bucks who are white guys, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, right. I'm not mad at them. Right. They're, they're good people too. So, um, right, yeah. It's, it's but we just want to give everyone, you know, exactly. Uh, just a just hand, make right? it legal for everyone. You know, it's kind of not legal for everyone right now. Some people are mar Some of these marginalized communities are going to jail. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying. Exactly. Black and brown people are uh, going Christ, to jail. There, there was a story uh, <laughs> recently of someone in Massachusetts arrested for g weed, which I couldn't right. believe, and the kid had a seizure, and I think he turned out to be black. Uh, there's other folks, like I'm hearing from Mass patients, and they're uh, working with some of these folks. Black people are the ones getting raided. Yeah. Like the medical marijuana patients, they have cards. They're legal in many instances. And they're getting raided, and oh, why? How come they all turn out to be black? I mean, that that is happening. I uh, talked to Mike a lot. Michael Latour, yeah, and we want to talk about that today too. Mike and, and Nicole, Nicole. They're, they're mass patients advocacy. I, I also want to say that we still have our uh, previous guest here, Susanna, <laughs> and, and Parker, her, and Parker, her son. Uh, they're still here, and uh, they may want to weigh in some things because they, uh, Susanna's uh, also on the uh, against the slot machines. Uh, the ballot, question ballot one, and uh, we might even talk a little about gambling, especially in relation to cannabis, because uh, number one, I mean, I'm so sick of going to the convenience store to get some gas and wait a half hour behind someone <laughs> who's sitting there doing scratch tickets and lottery tickets and quick pick tickets, and they forgot this ticket, and they got to look up this number, and oh, you need seven of those. What, and, and we go through all these hoops for medical marijuana. We got to go to a separate store and all this regulation. Right. Why are we allowing this to our kids? Why don't they have a separate store for gambling? <laughs> like, why do why do, why does a kid going in and getting a Twinkie have to see someone gambling? Like, seriously. At least, even you know, some people cry about cigarettes and booze, but those people are quick. Mm. Those people aren't making a display. They're not hanging out, getting off. You know, they're not drinking the beer in the store. They're not uh, smoking a cigarette in the store. The, the gamblers, they hang out. They're, they're living a lifestyle in the freaking convenience store. I want them in another store. I mean, do you agree with me on that one, Susanna? I do, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Make sure you get yeah. closer to that mic. Pull it right over to you. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
Am I off the wall on this? Tell me, people. What do you think? No, I, I mean, again, like, again, you, you just said, again, if they're going to do that with the marijuana as far as dispensaries, they mm -hmm. should do that with alcohol. And well, they should do that with gambling. gambling. Yeah. Gambling's yeah. the worst. Yeah. I they mean, do I, I know alcohol kills yeah. people, but I think gambling kills even more people. Yeah, like and I'm not saying make a gambling illegal, because I know what happens. The rackets take over and more people get killed. Right. You know, it's more criminal. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not against these things. I'm not against alcohol either. Like I said to the governor, if you heard the radio you know, call I made this week and we played earlier, I'm not against him working with alcohol. Uh, I think it's actually a good business mind, but he should be doing the same with cannabis. Absolutely. <laughs> so 617-500-7100. We want to talk about, uh, number one, uh, Kevin Sabat. <laughs> Some people might know him. Uh, I've, I've, went out to an event a while back uh, when he's going to medical and I basically ended, you know, he does events now uh, where he takes questions from the audience and you have to write them down on a piece of paper and they'll read them. Right. You know why they do that? Because I showed up one night and I was an open mic and I grabbed the <laughs> microphone and the, and the, and the you know, the reefer mad people in the audience started heckling me and I heckled them back and, and I kept asking and the cameraman only got half the thing. It was pretty good if people saw the video of it. But unfortunately, the cameraman got panicked and turned off the it when it got really good. Uh, and I just wouldn't give up. I mean, I went after this guy. Uh, Kevin Sabat, if people don't know, he's a uh, reefer mad uh, drug warrior who was like the assistant drug czar or something. And he's, you know, gone to Harvard and all these fancy schools. And he's made a professional life going around saying bad things about cannabis. He works with... Uh, Sam, right? Yeah, Sam, the, one of the Kennedy brothers. Uh, he comes into town every time there's an initiative to speak out against it, and he gets paid like five, ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars a night to go in and speak total reefer madness. And uh, he did it again this time, and there's been a crowd of uh, pro supporters in the audience. I'm so proud because last time, you know, I trudged out to Wayland, Mass. No one went with me except this one guy who was a cameraman, and he panicked and turned off the camera because he was so intimidated there, and I just didn't help, you know, put it down. And I watched this weekend as people took action. Uh, number one, uh, you know, a guy no one uh, expected me to say anything good about, if you know my history with him, Keith Saunders. He did good work. Uh, dude, uh, I, you know, the only thing I have a criticism on it is that he didn't own up, fess, fess up, because there's a video of him doing it. It's obvious that he did it. Uh, he's basically kind of denying it and saying, you know, but I think it was genius. He basically lifted the edibles from Kevin Zabet. And uh, that Kevin Sabet brought in from Colorado, I'm convinced. And uh, Kevin Sabet told the crowd one of these is, has THC in it. Um, after he told the Fox 25 reporter there was no THC in it. So he was either lying to Fox 25 or he was lying to the audience he was speaking to that night. That's confirmed. Secondly, and that, that's the byproduct of Keith lifting these things. Uh, also, Keith is saying that this is genius, that he's going to have them tested. So we, hopefully we're going to find out. Uh, is it over an ounce? Is it, a, is it a criminal offense in Massachusetts? Uh, Colorado authorities may be interested in that as well, so there could be two state laws broken. Also, federal law. And uh, this is, uh, you know, Fox 25, uh, Sharman Sacchetti, who was like, oh, someone must have had the munchies. No, Sharman. <laughs> a citizen got sick of the reef of madness that your corporation, Fox 25, and the rest of you aren't covering all the shady shenanigans going on the safe and healthy campaign. The stuff I started reporting on John Carmichael, the police chief, and his importing the, of the edibles that none of you picked up on. None of you followed up on my story. None of you, none of you have done anything in the media. And we've gotten sick of it, and a citizen seized those edibles. Yes, seized. You, you quoted me, Charmin Sacchetti on Fox 25. Seized? Yeah, we seized them. 
and I'm not saying I did it, but the community did through Keith Saunders. They have been seized, and Keith wants to test them. And if they do show up with THC, guess what? The citizens can file a criminal complaint. Mm -hmm. So welcome to Massachusetts, <laughs> Kevin Sabet. You know, and I just want to give Keith Saunders something I thought I'd never do on the show. I'm going to give him a round of applause. And I want to ask him to just say, hey, dude, I did it. I took the edibles. Just well, just own it completely. Do we know completely. for sure that it, it was him, though? Because I saw the video. Picture. It was him. him Man, I know that dude. And but anyone that knows him knows that that was him <laughs> yeah. in the video. We watched in the video. The video. Though, I asked like all my tall... friends. I'm like, who is that? Who is that? And everyone said, Keith. Keith. <laughs> Keith. 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 And Keith has the edibles. I mean, yeah. it's just <laughs> like, gee, it doesn't take a rocket science. I mean, you can even tell who we talked to. I know who we talked to and who. Uh, whatever. I'm not gonna say anything else. You know, yeah. just it's. He should just own up to it. But I, I'm I'm proud of dude. Good for you, Keith. Like that was awesome. Best prank ever. And uh, let's hope that they test positive and we can file charges through some of our attorney friends through court. I think a judge might be interested. Hey, if the police aren't interested, a judge might be. And maybe we'll we'll bring Carmichael into court too. That would be nice. Because we're following up on that as well. Uh, we're not giving up. These guys are doing illegal, shady stuff. The question, uh, anti-question four campaign, and we're not going to stop. And the next night was even better. Mask Kid Normal came out. Uh, some of the women of Mask Kid, who we're going to have on next week, like Rachel and uh, Michelle, they they showed up and they started falling. Like as soon as Kevin Sabet got off the stage, she walked right up to him. And he went through the glass door and took off. And he had like a security person there or, or a staff person and at the event. And they're like, you can't go through there. And she's like, no, I have to ask you a question. And she like basically walked through the door and chased him. And he ran into the bathroom. Oh and he was goodness. like a trying not to answer. And he was saying like, you know, he's joking around thinking he's smart. But he literally ran into the bathroom. And then they waited. And there's a cop there like staring at him. And they're like, no, we're not leaving until he comes out of the bathroom. And then they chased him out he basically wouldn't answer he just kept walking until he took off like it was uh, it was awesome i want to give them That's a round of applause because what i'm so proud of is that people are showing up yeah. people are actually I, you know i can't do this stuff anymore i can't do it forever uh klp's gone and uh, he used to do a lot of this stuff too and there's other kids doing it there's other people doing it there's other adults doing it and uh this is this stuff works we gotta we gotta take it to them every step we get uh, I mean, I know there's some blowback from some of the stuff Keith might have done. Some of the campaign might even be worried. I understand that. But, uh, hey, th this rallies the troops. Remember that. And this is about getting out the vote. And we need to be inspired and ready to go. Uh, we're going to take a phone call. I also want to talk about what happened with MPAA and myself going after Mike Clinton. I do apologize. I'm a little rough on Mike Clinton. I understand some people are a little upset about that. But Mike Clinton was really rough on MPA, And we can quote it. We can go through it. But... I don't even want to at this point. I just want to say that, you know, when you, what you say on Facebook about uh, the Mass Patients Advocacy Alliance, I mean, that gets saw by, seen by a lot of people. Uh, Mike Clinton, and the reason why I went so hard on him, is he's someone that people do listen to. Uh, I'm not sure how many people listen to him on the radio, on the show, but pe people go to his events. They respect the dude. He's got a lot of friends. He's got a lot of support on Facebook. And so that's one of the reasons I think it's important to respond um, and show my support for the mass patients group because I know what they're actually doing. I know who they are. I know what where they came from and the issues. I know about I was the first one to protest EPH. I was the first one to protest Mass Patients Advocacy Alliance. 
if there was a problem with them right now, you bet your ass I'd be on them. And I know people say, oh, three, four years. Well, you know what? The two that are running now haven't been there three, four years. And what they've done is literally kick ass. They are kicking ass every friggin' day, and I could tell you like a million different ways, but you won't listen. You don't care. And, and that's what frustrates me, and I'm sorry if I'm going off on people on it, but somebody has to. Somebody has to tell the truth. Someone has to say, hey, you know what? The Mass Patient Advocacy Alliance is fighting. They just got a regulation change. They have been fighting for the ratio. They're the ones that came up with the 10 to 2 ratio. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that came up with that language that was like way better than I, I was asking for 5 to 1. I thought that was great. They went to 10 to 2. Now, they didn't get it, but you know what? They got more reps to sign on than any other marijuana bill I've ever seen in Massachusetts. For that bill, 10 to 2. And that bill laid out like every single way that we want to change this. They really went to task on it. And they've continued that fight. They didn't get what they want, obviously, through the state house. Nobody ever has at the state house. They've come the closest. Uh, they're also fighting with DPH. And DPH is starting to give them stuff because DPH knows that these people are going to go to war with them. And, and you watch, right? You know, Brie. Yeah, and when we're talking about DPH, too, we're talking about the mandatory registration that's required yeah. for medical patients. And you know who brought it up to me first that, that it's not lawful? Who brought that up to me first? Hmm, I wonder who would think Mass that patients advocacy it's lines. And yeah. guess who started... Who and now patients. they're repeating exactly what I said, these, uh, these people who criticize the mass patients saying, who, who do you have on the phone? we got to find out. Who's on the phone? Hey, it's Freddie. Freddie, what's up, bro? I've uh, just been... Carefully listening in. What do you think? You, I think you know what's going on. What do you? What's your opinion on it all? You know a lot of these people too. You have Facebook. <laughs> hey, you have Facebook. You, you see, see it. it. What's, what do you think? What's your opinion about MPA and what Mike Clinton was saying? Not about Mike Clinton as a person. I think Mike Clinton's a fine person. I probably went over the line a little bit because he. I believe he's a really good person. I believe his girlfriend Alan Brown's a great person. I love her. She's on the show. But I don't agree with some of the things they're saying, and I think they are very hurtful to our movement. What do you think? Um, I think this ties into a lot of the reasons that made me decide to move out here to Colorado and let, let who needed to do that work do it. Um, I don't want to speak too specifically on anybody because unfortunately, yes, because of the interests of a lot of people that, um, is really just money and this, or, uh, money disguised as helping other people. Um, it kind of ruins maybe people in my position who get to know really genuinely organizations and people like yourself. And that's really how I just met you through peer to peer reaching out and through Nicole. And, uh, it kind of degrades the legitimacy and the respect that I have and that the MPAA and you and the young jerks as us have as a, a crew. So it's just kind of, it's sad, you know? So, I definitely do think that there's a little too much money uh, or interest of money disguised as, quote-unquote, helping the patients. And where do you think that, uh, which side do you see that um, coming on? Do you think that's affecting MPAA, or do you think that's affecting the people criticizing MPAA? um, No, I definitely stand with you on the fact that, um, I mean, the MPAA has done, correct me if I'm wrong, but the majority, if not all, more work than anybody in actually getting the political movements going and just shit happening. Part of my language, but, um, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I could see, I agree. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've talked to more reps and uh, who, who think favorably of MPAA than anyone else. They don't speak about that about any other grassroots organization here. Um, and it's, you know, and I meet 
elected officials through them. They they send them our way. Um, I mean, who else has a connection? Like, know, they right? have the connection with the Boston City Council, where the City Council know, is right? letting them know when know. you know these things are coming. They're on yep. direct line with the DPH. They have these lines of communication. Yep. And they may not get so what they want, but these people movement. will answer their call. And and uh, they're fighting. Like, you know, I know there was a, a. Some people might think it's a valid criticism that they've been fighting for dispensary after dispensary after dispensary, which is true. They fight for every applicant that asks. Yeah, I've been to some hearings. Right, like they, they don't play favorites. You can you Every can be a dispensary that gives them ten thousand yeah. dollars. They're not gonna not support a dispensary because you gave them ten. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna play favorites. Mm -hmm. They anyone that asks for the help that's an applicant, they support. That I mean, what? And if they are taking money in from dispensaries, it's because the dispensaries want to support the patients. This is a way that they can. And MPAA, I am hundred percent hundred percent convinced that. Nicole and Michael have the best interests of the patients only. And Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. And that's where I get frustrated. And, and sorry if I, if I went off and some people are mad at me, but that's, that's me. I'm going to reflect it back. Uh, we got a call. We'll take it. Who's on the phone? And they're looking at the law. We lost Freddie. Thank you for calling in, too, Freddie. Sorry, we lost this Freddie. This is Michael Atula from the MPAA. Hey, hey, Michael. Hey, Michael. <laughs> We've been talking about Yeah, you. how are you guys doing? Love you, you, you know what? I love this. This is a G move because you didn't talk about this today, I don't think. I didn't see any responses from you and Nicole about all this shit storm. Yeah, no, and now you're calling I kind of stayed out of it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I've seen it all, and, you know, we've seen the criticism. And, and uh, you know, all we can say is that we are really working hard all day every day for the medical marijuana patients in Massachusetts and while it might be the dispensaries that a lot of people see us working for on a regular basis there's a lot of other things that we're doing that are not publicly visible such as dealing with law enforcement you know uh, prosecutors uh, probation officers you know public officials at all levels of, of state government so, you know, we're we're doing a lot of things that we can't create a Facebook event about or That's you know, right. we don't necessarily exactly. mention. Yeah. Because you have so. people's privacy to be worried about, you know. And exactly. So, There's some things so, that can't be get, shared publicly. Exactly, exactly. Absolutely. So you're doing the fight. You're, do, you're, you're fighting behind the closed doors. So people don't, have, don't see the work that you're necessarily doing for all the other people and all the other patients. So, you know, bravo and kudos to you, man. Keep up the good fight, dude. We got a lot of yeah, calls. Well, <laughs> Yeah, if anything, you know, this should, you know, like I said, point a little spotlight on what the MPA is doing. And we are currently working on fixing the registration process right now. We've been doing a report with the Institute of Human Center Design. We've been working with a few lawyers. We're really trying to figure out the statute versus the regulations and where the Department of Public Health went wrong in this whole process. So. Excellent. Michael, um, can you hold on? Because we, we want to take out the calls, and hopefully you can uh, maybe to, you know address any concerns, criticism, or maybe in support. we got a lot of other calls. Okay, call. can't talk now. Who's, oh, yeah, absolutely. Who's on the phone? Who's the other person on the phone right now? Is that Donna Hacker? Donna. <laughs> I could tell. You were just telling your, <laughs> your husband or your kids you, that you can't talk right now, you're on the radio? Yeah, I was saying... You can't talk and dab me. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Donna. So what's going on? What do you think about everything we're talking about right now? You're I, I, really, I couldn't hear you, so I can't really chime in without a recap, but um, 
So <laughs> you, you know that we're talking what we're the topic we're talking about though the medical marijuana. Uh, and yeah, I do, and I don't like know enough about it to give a formed opinion, except for the fact that I don't personally trust Keith Saunders as far as I can throw him, and I'm crippled, so that's not too far. <laughs> <laughs> but I I give him kudos for bringing attention to the fact that. Um, Kevin Sabat does not play by the same rules as all of us. I watched his uh, meeting the other night and meet him and was absolutely disgusted at the lies and manipu manipulations of uh, old statistics that uh, they all continue to they're use lies. to try to beat us down. Yeah, and they're all lies. Like every single one of them, if you look into them, are lies. What about, okay, so we got that. What about the... Uh, well, I would prefer instead of just trying to call them out and playing childish pranks back and forth, they got to get them, which is funny, yes, but I mean, I think that every time they lie, we need to call them out on it on, on social media. Right. It, it's getting to the point now where as... Uh, uh, a Northeast medical marijuana community, we should not be tolerating these constant discriminations against us, especially when they're based on, um, you know, made-up facts. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're not facts. They, they sit there and they quote things. You know, I testify often at the State House, and, and it was amusing, um, the last round of uh, testimonies, to watch the uh, senators actually getting sick of hearing bogus statistical data. Because now they've learned enough, and they also can get current facts from Colorado, et cetera, that they know when it's bogus. <laughs> and they, they've called out their own attorney general and several other anti-cannabis groups on the fact that they're using um, fictitious uh, you know, information to try to discredit us. And it, 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 I, I'm growing tired of it. I yeah. wish we could all come together as a group and just every time they lob one over, we just hit it back down and say, that's a lie. What about the coming together? Because we had a lot of uh, splitting today on Facebook. Me and uh, well, Mr. Clinton and some of the stuff on MPA. What do you think about that? I, I personally love you all. I think that we're all very passionate people. I personally have had my own share of uh, disagreements that spun out of control, fed by, you know, being on Facebook. Um, I don't think it's good for the community. I don't think it's good for our image. I don't think it accomplishes much of anything. We all work together. We all play together. <laughs> I think that um, some of these things could be uh, discussed in a better forum than airing it out on Facebook. What about a rant you know? against MPAA? That's like, you know, five a, what? a rant against MPAA. Blame well, it on mass patient advocacy lines. Well, you know what? Look, I've been doing this for eight years. Rhode Island's had a medical marijuana program for 10 years. <clears throat> there has been a lot of things that have just turned me either red in the face or made me want to throw up that have gone on in um, different groups in this state. I, I never came out and um, called them out on it publicly because as far as I'm concerned, there's already enough haters 
and uh, people against us that uh, we don't need to break down our own programs and um, our own advocates. That's the way I feel. Uh, you know, I, especially I honestly, the, especially some, not a big fan of that. There's especially a group like MPAA, especially no, like them. Do, there's a reason why um, towns that ordinarily are stuck up little Massachusetts towns, I mean, I grew up in some of them, you know, um, they're the reason why these dispensaries are being permitted there. They're the That's ones right. that are convincing That's the right. boards to accept them. Yeah, I know in Cambridge, they, they, yeah. uh, they it wouldn't happen. I know these yeah. folks. No, I have no, become friends with they, a lot of the city councils. It wouldn't happen without MPAA. Yeah, and I know yeah. this is all over the state. And again, like even just like, you know, Mike Conley, who won. Yeah, you know, like having a group like that there, it makes a big friggin' difference when you're an elected official. People don't even know, and and they've done that over and over again. Like they they are making in inroads and and like in places that like I can't even believe. You know, at times I'm like, Jesus, how did you do that? Like they well, are you know, hard workers. The two of them, Michael. Oh, we have Michael on the phone right now. We're talking about he's on the phone. Walk into a state house or in front of senators and state representatives and be able to convey um, a positive image of our community of the medical necessity for it. Um, and in order to do that, you have to be able to work with them on their terms. And also kick their asses when they don't go along with you. And, and I swear to God, that's and, what they these two have. And and that's Nicole why I love and it. And Michael are very good at that, and they've accomplished quite a great deal. And uh, the thing is, too, is they're really super sweet people. So if you really had a problem with something they were doing, they'd be the first ones to want to know it and yeah. try to work on it with you to, yeah. to correct it That's or true. to, um, you know, find a, a yeah. better way to, to move forward that would, uh, you know, work for both sides. Sure. So I, there's no need to uh, hit below the belt. I think, too, there's concerned. only two of them. Like, there's not a staff. Yeah. They, don't, they don't have a, a half a million dollar funding even. Like, they, they have no money. These folks are just And I working. understand the person that you're speaking about in reference to, uh, I, I understand his frustration as well. I do, too. Um, but I just think it's misplaced. People, I and it's, it's misplaced. so frustrating to know that there are so many sick people, and I know that. I've been I there. Too. I just know that that route, the route of just being angry and making blind statements, it doesn't really get you anywhere. You really have to learn to work within the foundation that's already there. And right. I mean, that's what I spent the better half of eight years trying to do is learn how to work within my state's boundaries to, to be able to protect our program. But being that we're almost... You were 10 years of program. Right. Um, I find myself more now as a, a preservation, trying to keep them from eroding our program, which is just as difficult as convincing them we need it. You can't do that unless you're all on the same page. And um, you just have to learn to, 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 to say this is upsetting. It is upsetting. It's upsetting when you, you, you think things could progress quicker and you think that most of these places start out with the intention of helping the patients but there's still so many patients in massachusetts hurting and there's a lack of medicine that's right so um, i mean i understand that but my problem is instead of taking it to the against the dph instead of taking it against the state house 
he started taking it against MPAA, and I think it's really unfair. And that's that's simply, I think, where I'm leaving it today. Hopefully. Yeah, and I think using your platform too. You know, if you have like a, a following, if you're somebody that's generating a following, you know, you have a an internet radio show, like you have a personality that you're building and whatnot. You have a voice, and you mm -hmm. have power with that. Yeah. And, and so, there's also well, yeah, responsibility. Yeah, comes a responsibility. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I've always realized. Yes, when I speak for myself, I'm independent and I say what's on my mind. But as a medical marijuana activist for the state, I speak for a lot of other people as well. So when I do speak in just in reference to medical marijuana, then I do have to tailor it so that it represents the majority. Well, wait, let me ask personal. you a question, Donna, because this has happened to me. I'm, I'm a big mouth in the media, the local media. Oh, yeah, we both that. Come on, Mike. <laughs> and, and sometimes I've said things that turned out to be wrong or incorrect. Or yes, maybe, you have. Or maybe I couldn't 100% prove them. Like when, it, you know, when in reality I went on a hunch. Mm -hmm. I know what I did in those cases. What would you do if you if you were stating something? You know, let's say you were going to you know some conference and you were stating this fact over and over and over again, and then you found out it was wrong or not true. What would you do? Or, or maybe you went too far. Maybe you got too excited, like sometimes I do, and you just went a, a step too far. Or maybe on Facebook, that seems where it happens a lot to people. They go too it far. Does. What would you do? Um. Well, I would try to recognize the fact that I do make mistakes, even though I don't like to. <laughs> um, I would definitely try to re recognize that and, and make amends or, or at least try to work with the, um, the people that, you know, were affected by it. I mean, we, th we can't all work together. That's Let's why we that. love you, Donna. <laughs> Seriously. Because that, that's what I try to do, too. I've been wrong. I, the old Unregular Radio, I did a whole show where I was wrong. Like I was basically right. apologizing to this kid. I may not really have been wrong. It's just that right. I went a little too far, like on what I could really, you know, you know. Sometimes you just, it, a radio is not easy, and and people, well, you know in the real world, for the you know, you're if you're if you're at the Boston Globe and you're wrong and you win, sometimes you get fired. A lot of times you do. You know, I wasn't worried not about really getting fired on radio. radio. I wasn't, you know, I'm not like, worried about getting fired at EMF radio, but I might, you know, I'm worried maybe about credibility sometimes with people because I know that people expect you to always be right. But you know what? We're humans. We can't always be right. Uh, I'm really disappointed in the mass media. You know, I mean, it's the, one of the most liberal states in the country, and yet I, I'm shocked that the Herald and the Globe and it just constantly seem to be attacking legalization or medical marijuana. You know, are you, just, do you uh, would you agree with me? That comes from the establishment yeah. power. Like it's because of the governor. It's they want access. They want their institutional people. So they can help. Well, the it's no different than Rhode Island. My God, I mean, the the, the biggest uh, sellout of the Providence Journal was when they finally uh, had been bought by a new organization and um, had some independent, free thinking um, writers, or they maybe they just felt freer. They came out hardcore against um, the Speaker of the House, and the paper sold out. They flew off the shelf, so most of the time you can't even give them away. And it was because the people wanted to, that's what the people want to see. When did papers stop caring about what the readers want to see right. and only cowtail to the current administration? It's, it's bizarre. It is. And that's why we're going out. <laughs> we have more <laughs> listeners, more followers, more supporters. I would rather challenge them than challenge my peers in the industry. I think we can all work together. I do. You know what? You, you are so right. Because you know what I'm doing tonight? I'm done with Clinton. 
whether we get along again or we become friends again or, or he responds, I'm done. I said what I said. I kind of apologize for going too far. Um, yeah. But, but I'm done with it because you know what I'm doing tonight? I'm going well, you're both passionate. I'm going you're after, awesome I'm going after all the hacks in, in the media on, on my next you're, column. You're That's both it. in addition to the community. So, I mean, let's just, you know, we can all agree to disagree, you know, and just move on for the betterment of the community because we can't, we need both of you. <laughs> we love both of you. Absolutely. All right, Donna, we appreciate you calling in. We love you. Uh, nothing okay. but love, nothing but Thank love you, here. Donna. Bye. Love you guys. Love you too. We're the Young Jerks, WEMF Radio. We're at, right at 7.30. I feel like it's a parallel with the, you know, the marijuana community and the black community because the black community be like, no, we got to hold it in, man. Don't fight. Don't be out fighting out on the I'm street. Like, I, I'm, you know what I'm, I'm kind of like old school. I'm like, nah. Like, sometimes a fight's good. <laughs> no, well, you know what I'm saying? But no, I was no, it's just like, don't sometimes a fight is what you need. Don't air out your like, laundry you in have, the street. Like, you ever have the bully that beats you up every day, and the one and day you fight, you fight, fight back, back. Yeah. then yeah. you become friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then you give him crap when he picks on another. Like, this yeah. happened to me when I was a kid. Like, I grew up, and, you know, uh, sometimes I fought back. And, and when I fought back and won, uh, I protected that little kid, you know, that was getting picked on next time. You know, like, yeah. sometimes they were my friends. I'd be like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you mm. picking on that kid? You know, and I wasn't perfect. I did a lot. Uh, I did a lot of bad things at the same time when I was a kid. Not things <laughs> I'm proud of. So we, uh, hey, we all do, right? I hope well, not everybody. Rihanna was probably perfect. I think she's an angel. Yeah, she's oh, the angel. Thank God. Right? Have you ever done anything wrong? Like, have you? You're perfect, aren't you? I mean, I I was arrested for weed. That's the worst thing you ever did. That's like cool. That's yeah, not like she has to object there. Yes, that makes you cool. I was a really good kid. Yeah, I I read books and kept to myself and whatnot. Could you say the same thing, Rose? Oh uh, yeah, no, no, not really. I did. I was a bad kid, especially to girls when I was younger. Man, I don't know. <laughs> you, you get in that jock mentality sometimes, you know. Like, hey, it's 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 in that the whole thing when you're a jock for a lot of people. You know, you you become the ego that you have to be in a way. It's weird, very strange. Stuff. What's, what's that ego? Go into that. Like, yeah. Oh, let's talk about it's a, we'll be here all day. We no, gotta wait, get that. Just give us that. a little taste of that ego. Oh, I mean, on air. The, yeah. <laughs> It just, you start to believe that you deserve everything, like, in a weird way, you know, like, you know oh, that I'm sports jock ego? Yeah. Like yeah. that, oh, yeah. and so it's you fake. have to convince It's not yourself. real, yeah. it's not real. But is know? it, like, because of the testosterone? No, I it think like it's a lot because you're a teen kid, and look at the high schools, like, you know, the prep rallies where the football players yeah. are treated like gods yeah. in college. Uh, yeah. You don't think that has, that? you don't think that does They're anything to those kids? Yeah, probably, yeah, probably does. <laughs> why, do you, why do you think that uh, a lot of those jocks are now, like, turn into rapists and shit? Do you think they're just all evil people growing up? No. That's a this is a cultural phenomenon that's happening. Yeah, yeah. It's like we call it broism in a lot of respect, right? Yo, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm totally over my broism. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I had to face that a long time ago. I went to a high school with a lot of lacrosse bros. Yeah. So and then you, I like, I like, yeah, so I, if, if, if some of the ex girls I, I used to go, they probably, I'd be ashamed. <laughs> no, you know? hey, come on. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real, right? Yeah. So uh, I think that's another topic for another day, you know? Yeah, I wanted to actually plug really quick, though, um, before we close out. On Monday coming up, there's an opportunity for advocacy and for activism work for people to come out, show up. Um, there's going to be supporting safe access in East Boston. Uh, Happy Valley Ventures is a dispensary that's trying to open up there. East Boston is a strong Roman Catholic community. They're very conservative. Um, and there's a group that it seems like there's a local group that's very 
against the dispensary that has been very vocal about it. So we actually, uh, I went out with Canabeth yesterday. We were collecting signatures, um, trying to bring those over. And yeah, if people can, we need a big, strong group of advocates showing up Monday night at 6.30. Where is it again? Um, let me pull up the- East Boston. Event. East Boston. Yeah. The exact thing. Awesome. Awesome. We're in East Boston. We're in East Boston. We're bringing people around from here. Hill. <laughs> I'm going to give another shout out <laughs> to Canna Beth for, for being an advocate and activist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people don't want to. Will you tell her to unblock me on Facebook? We're trying to make amends. We're trying to bring the community back together. We're about to love people. I'm reaching out. Love is love. I'm sorry. All right, folks. The location. We're a little passionate. Okay, the location for tomorrow. It's going to be at 58 Ashley Street in Boston. That's Monday, right? Monday, Monday. Sorry. No, actually, maybe not unblock me because I've I've things better of her now. Oh, forget it. It is bad. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. It's the YMCA. Sorry, that was very difficult for me to find. That's all right. We we YMCA Monday six thirty. Rhodes is now trying to interview me today on the show. Tell us about your jock mentality when you were in high school. Well, I was just saying, like you know, let's dive into that. Let's dive into that. He's auditioning for his road show where he goes in the road show. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine your show. We we should do that. We should just give him his show <laughs> and have let him like interview one person a week and be like, I'm Rhodes Peter. Like I'm gonna get deep inside your consciousness. Tell me about when you were a little kid. Tell me how you had your first as poop. Long as um we uh, obviously sample <laughs> as long as we sample um um some per um edibles and um smokables as well. Oh, in the road show? That's the yes. requirement for the road show. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. We're going to have to get some sponsors. <laughs> exactly. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I need for the show. You know what I'm saying? I'll do the show. Bring me a guest, Listen but I home. need my samples. Oh, boy. That's awesome. <laughs> we are out of here. I, who's coming up next? Is that the guys? They're back, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Who's back, uh, Herbie? <gasps> the New Year's Prague Show. Herbie, we got to thank her big time today. You got a big thank show. Thank you, Herbie. Took every call, played the clip. Woo! Are you mad at me? Honestly, tell me the truth. When am I not? No, in a serious way, you're mad because I could tell you there's something off at Herbie today. I am not mad at you. All right, are you are you losing interest in the show? Wow, I was paying attention throughout the whole thing. You were, but I just feel something with you today, like that. You're been quiet. I'm sorry today. You you used to be like totally (laughs) into the show. I could tell you were like amped. You loved it and. What? Yo, dude, you're, you're going off the rails if all you right, think I'm not paying all attention right, all right. into the Make show. Make it sure. <laughs> Do you like his answer? Is it all right? I think it's all right. What about Rhodes? It's genuine. All right. All right. We love you, Herbie. Let's sing I Love Herbie. Once. Oh, God. I dude, I'll put music on right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're out of here. Who's up next again? The New Year's program. No, no, we, no, New Year's Prague music show. Yes. A Prague show. And who do they got coming in? They always have different people. Some of them I like, too. You know? You I know don't what? know. Yeah. Before, you know. Before we go out, I'd like to give a shout out to like, a lot of bands out and a lot of the speakers that appeared on the second stage at the Boston Freedom Rally. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying a shout out to those people. Shout out. I'm sure they were, li- were waiting for that shout out. Like, and I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. waiting for Rhodes to give them I'm a just, shout no, out. I'm just saying, like, you know, you had like, people like Natalie Jolie. You had I An- Anna- Wait, wait. Angelina Jolie showed up? Natalie Jolie. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's understood that. And IMC. And you also had um, um, Viva La Hop. They were really Woo. good. 
Yeah, they were, they were like off the chain. And we had so many other good bands. All right, like, maybe that's cool. You said some names. Now, maybe they did want to hear that because I thought you were just leaving at that. You were like, oh, I just want it. Like, I don't know. All right. My yeah. homie's on Yeah, because we're out of time. <laughs> you think you're going to sit here and list every freaking band and speaker? I didn't hear one speaker. I didn't hear me. Who okay. was I? <laughs> oh, all right. I, I want yeah. to, and, you and Rhodes, the wrong Rhodes, Rhodes, again, <laughs> uh, we had uh, something for the young jerks. They call us all up and they, they like honored us. Yeah, we had Where we was Rhodes? Honored. Where was Rhodes? There was no, yeah, you were, it was just you were busy on your stage. Oh, really? And Herbie, and oh, you guys ditched me, dude. <laughs> no, actually, you guys ditched me. Now, now I'm bringing up the real issue I Herbie. <laughs> you Herbie guys totally to ditched me, dude. Oh, wow. I wanted yeah, to be part of oh. everything. You guys completely oh, ditched me on, wow. at the rally. Oh, my God. Oh, there it is. There, there it is. All by myself. That's why he's by myself. No phone call, no text Yo, message. Yo, text messages work, nor, dude. No, I understood. But <laughs> I'm going to look through my phone it's and see if there's a text Because I don't remember one. I'm, That's just, a, but I'm just going to post up the pictures around, where dude. I was backstage with, um, I believe. You know my name? Yeah. Oh. Kamani? Kamani. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know his name. You're, you're, good job, Rose. Way to keep our show going for 10 more minutes over the time. We're to go. Oh, Wait, you know what, Herbie? Uh, I'm looking at my thing, right? We missed that. Well, I saw come, the Facebook message. Come after over the here. Fact. Herbie, my phone does not show a message. And again, uh, my last message to you, it says not delivered. Like, like come look at my phone. I I like that. And that was like when I was asking him about uh, the caller ID. Like that was the last time I got a message from you. Look at my phone. I, I did it through Messenger, not not text message. Facebook. Messenger. Oh, oh yeah, I don't right. check Facebook Messenger at the rally. Come on, man. I don't know, man. You didn't even text me. Oh, please. You what got a it. joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You expect everyone to be on Facebook at the rally? Come on. I'm I'm an old man. I'm only at home on Facebook, and even then, it's too much. Too much. <laughs> Jesus. But I didn't get a text. I really <laughs> felt bad. I did. Now I'm like, F you. You know, again. I, you know what? I never like got a text message. Text messages. I sent you a Twitter. I, I, I sent you a message on YouTube. I never got a text message. Uh, seriously? Like, that's somebody, uh, I had a relative. We hung out, actually. Said, me and Rose I, hung I, out, I, dude. I, so okay. one of my friends. We never got a text message. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. I, I got another person in my, uh, my family who got mad at me because I didn't uh, go to their event. A family event that they invited me on Facebook on. I'm like, I got 4,300 friends. Do you think I check the events <laughs> no. that people send me to? No, it's spam. I don't check that. If you want to reach me, you pick up the goddamn phone and you call me. You text me. You know how hard is it? You're you're my family member. <laughs> this is the ridiculousness of this world. Now I'm sorry, and it comes right back to you. I love you. <laughs> uh, we, we're applauding you, but seriously, you were upset about that, and I wanted to see you. I wanted you there with us. We ran into each other afterwards, man. Yeah, well, after all the weed was yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. That was awesome. Next time, text me. I will. And if anyone wants to reach me, that's the way. Text yo, yo, Herb, are you going to include me in the text? Facebook. Now? Jesus. I might you, know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I seem to be been left out of conversation completely. Bro, we hung out, <laughs> man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bringing up room. an issue with you, dude. Ro 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 Rhodes <laughs> is stepping in it right now. Again, he doesn't know when to shut up. This, this is a guy who doesn't show up to the show and then tells everyone else except the guy who runs the show. <laughs> now he's getting mad. We're done. Show's over, right, Bree? Yes. We're out of here. We're the Young Jerks. We'll be back next week. M. F. Radio.